Ready? Quiet for just a second. Matthew, I think we're basically rock stars at this point. I wouldn't go quite that far. <laughs> By the way, we get a copyright uh, flag. Not like a strike, like a flag on that, um, because like some free thing uh, that Jay put on. Anyway, welcome into the Section 109 <laughs> podcast. This is Breezy. I'm here from Studio Breezy with Matthew, our special guest, Alex. And I'm sure the puppies will make an appearance at some point. Alex? Hello. How do you feel when people don't know who you are and they meet you in person? <laughs> you mean? When they just when they just know you from emails, do you ever pretend to be somebody you're not? Because I think you should. I should start doing that, but no. Yeah, nine times out of ten, the reaction tends to be, "Oh, you're a woman." <laughs> a lot of my coworkers have started putting in emails like a second line saying "she" for like no real reason other than to clarify it. It's not even the pronoun <laughs> thing. It's just like you want them to know. Like, yeah. Don't. It's, it's Alexandra. If we're getting formal here, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And Alexandra, um, <laughs> tell us about your soccer journey. So, and by that. I mean, like, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, I know you weren't, even, I know this as a spoiler, but you weren't really a soccer fan growing up. So kind of give us like, <laughs> nope. give us a little bit of your history in a condensed form. And then let's, we'll start talking about your soccer journey after that. All right. I'm from uh, Richmond, Virginia, but I'm from Richmond in the same way people say they're from Nashville. It's like 20 minutes away, but it's not worth explaining. Um, and then Heard. I, yeah, I went to University of Tennessee and studied sports management um, and applied for an internship at CFC. And that's that's kind of how I've ended up here. I got pretty lucky with the club. They were hiring when my internship ended, and I've just been around ever since. So let's let's go back to something. Uh, For also, sure. also, I'm so proud of you. You have the gift of brevity that so many people, <laughs> him and I, do not. So I, I have two questions. Number one, uh, like, tell me tell me about, about like your sports like, okay. journey growing up. Like, definitely. What, what, like, what were you into? Uh, was there like a, a reason why you were into something? Like. Yeah, go, so I can give you my I can give you my cover letter. Um, so, <laughs> I, oh, wait, we clearly didn't do any research for this, by the way. <laughs> Unlike some podcasts, we do no research. So I, um, my parents were always the like you're playing a sport every season kind of thing. Get my brother and I out of the house. I have a little brother. Um, how many? How much younger? He he's 21 and I'm 23. So They're just about two years. Yeah, about that. Um, so like I played soccer when I was like five. But you can't really count that. And then... Oh, I count it. Oh, you do? Okay. For you, not for anybody else. <laughs> and so then um, the YMCA started a field hockey program. And our old soccer coach read Field Hockey for Dummies and was like, y'all are playing this. And um, so it stuck after that. So I moved from like soccer, basketball, whatever, spring sport to just field hockey year round. Mm. Uh, I was not great with basketball because I kept fouling out of games. Uh, I played lacrosse for a hot second. Fouling um, is winning. What is the difference between field hockey and lacrosse for literally a dummy? Yeah, so a lot of people think they're similar, and you get a lot of crossover with athletes, but I think it's just because of this timing of the seasons. So field hockey is actually a lot like soccer. Mm -hmm. um, field positions are the same. Ball movement's really similar. 11 players? Mm-hmm. 11 players, a keeper. Um, it's just there's a stick, and there's more rules involving that than just like high stick, high foot, same kind of idea. Uh, the offsides rule is different. It's just a circle. If the ball's not touched within the semicircle, it doesn't count as a goal. And then lacrosse is basketball with nets. Uh, Wait, so there's no there's no long shots in field hockey? No, you've got to tip it in. 
you have to tip. Can you shoot from inside the circle? You have to tip it. So you can shoot from inside the semicircle, but if I were to take a shot from like the twenty-five or the eighteen, um, you someone inside of it would have to touch it for it to count. Ah, so huh. it's like it lends itself to a little bit more tiki taka. Yeah, you get a little more of those like nitty gritty diving goals kind of things because you've got to get a touch on it. Cutbacks in the box. <laughs> Calm down, Matthew. And then as far as like sports, like everything, I grew up going to like UVA games with my dad every weekend, whether that be football, basketball. We grew up, I grew up in the like the Mike London era of UVA football, so it was horrific. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out Mike London. <laughs> but then like UVA basketball has been a blue blood forever. So that was kind of my family's thing was like every weekend or most weekends we would end up there. Um, so I've just like fell in love with just the atmosphere, the community of it all. And then I started picking up odd jobs like coaching. And then I start worked my way up to being a program coordinator for the YMCA field hockey program. Uh, and then I realized like, oh, sports is a job. Like it mm. doesn't have to just be, because in my head, I thought to be involved with sports when I was older, it had to be sports medicine. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon, so that's just where my head went. Sure. And then I was like, oh, there's a business side to this that I really do well in. And that's something that I could study in school. And that how, was just an aha moment. How old were you roughly at that point? So I actually went to started at UT as a kinesiology major. So it wasn't until big brain over here. Oh, no, I wouldn't call it that. I didn't graduate with kinesiology degree. Um, <laughs> well, you also still graduated. So big brain over here. <laughs> so it was it was like at the end of my freshman year, sophomore year, I realized like the sports is what I loved, but medicine was not. And so I when I I switched my major to sports management. Before I know we're bouncing around here, but I have ADD, and so that's how we go. Um, before your internship with CFC, did you do any other internships in sports? Yes. So for your tennis, for a sports master's degree at Tennessee, you need two 180-hour internships to graduate, and then a 420-hour one to finish, which is what I did with CFC. Um, so me being an overachiever, I actually did three internships. Um, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, so I worked. This is shocking to nobody who knows Alex. <laughs> I worked at Webb School in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. um, they had the only uh, high school field hockey team in the state. So that's how I got connected with them. So I started coaching with them and then interned in their athletic department. I worked for a uh, sponsorship, Sponsor United, which is like a partnership sponsor tracking company. Um, and, Ooh. and then I worked for Atlanta. Was that like sponsorship sales or were you just like, it was just tracking the data. So they would send you, I unfortunately did it during pretty high COVID. So I couldn't go to games. It was a lot uh. of like tracking video, radio podcasts. Um, but then they used to do like now they probably do. They'd send you like the Titans game and you'd look at all the sponsorship activation in the stadium and like report it back so uh -huh. they could sell that data out of like, this is what the teams in your area are getting for their trash can dollars. sponsor mm. or whatever or like this is who teams have sponsoring kickoff so you could just see where other people are getting money from interesting okay. do, do you use any of that like experience in your day-to-day -day with cfc i don't use it a super lot but it helps with like when i'm having conversations with madison and the revenue team um i have a little bit more understanding of that side of it than i probably would have it also helped open your my eyes to like oh wow you can get everything partnered like mm. Like there was not, like Tennessee uh, baseball was one I did and they had like the bathrooms and the lookouts have the bathroom stalls have a partnership yeah. if you've ever noticed. Yeah. I had not, but that is the definition of you can get anything sponsored. Yeah. And then I finished up that internships. I did uh, Atlanta Field Hockey Club. They were launching at the time and just needed some extra help. So I had reached out to the person starting that and worked with her for a while. And I still coach for them time to time, but I work on Saturdays, so it doesn't work out that well. <laughs> I have another bounce back. Sure. Uh, 
nicknames. You got any nicknames? Is it just Alex? So at home, everyone calls me Patesel. Um, But Alex, my dad calls me Xander. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's just Alex. I'm sorry. Can we go back to, to Xander? Because mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, because it's Alexandra, Xander, and they thought about calling me Xandra, but my mom was like, that doesn't make any sense, we're not doing that. I appreciate that your parents were really early on, like, the, like, gender-fluid names or whatever. They were like, we're going to make sure nobody knows and everybody has to check their (laughs) assumptions at the door. Well, my brother's name is Pierce, so it's kind of the same thing, where it's like, we both could have been either way. Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's fun. Uh, I want to ask about, um, you're a Virginia girl. Yes. But you went to school at ut knoxville i did what uh what brought you to to knoxville what brought you to tennessee so my i went to one of the bigger and like it was like one of like the high-ranked public schools in virginia so you the big name schools virginia tech jmu 70 people from my graduating class went to both of those schools how many i graduated with like 375 okay um and i was one of those people like i did love high school you can hate me if you want um but that it's like I just Nerd. I just didn't want to do it again. Yeah. And so I kind of always wanted to go out of state. And it was actually between and I wanted to go to a big football school. So it was between Tennessee and Syracuse. Uh, and Syracuse is a private well, school that doesn't give that much money. And We're, also neither of them are big football schools. Hey, hey, hey. We went ten and two this year. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so I <laughs> that's I, fair. Syracuse probably hasn't won ten games in the last ten years. So. No, but they they still like they it's not the carrier dome anymore, but that's what I know it as. They still pack that thing. Like oh, yeah. the environment's there. Even if the even product if, on if, the field e- isn't. Even if Donovan McNabb is not. <laughs> and it hasn't been for 30 years. Who, who would you root for if UVA played Tennessee in a bowl game? Well, they're playing each other in Nashville Labor Day weekend. <laughs> well, are you going to go like one what, of those what split are you doing jerseys? What am I doing Labor Day weekend? We uh, know what she's doing. What? Who are you rooting for? Oh, I'm rooting for where my degree went. Like, I got to go for Tennessee. And then my my dad, my dad went to UVA. My brother goes there currently. My mom went to Syracuse, and my mom's wearing which supporting whatever team she can find a cuter outfit for. <laughs> I respect that. So I may be a man alone. I'm not sure. <laughs> we believe in you. We believe in you. I don't believe in the Tennessee Volunteers because my heart's been broken too many times. But um, <laughs> I believe in you. So your favorite sport growing up was field hockey. Yes. It sounds like what wh- is there any like idol of yours that played field hockey? Is there a particular player that you were attached to? So it's hard because it, field hockey is not really like out there essentially. Sure. So the people I knew were like my coaches. That was the biggest names I knew at the time. And then I started following USA field hockey, but in comparison to the rest of the world, like we're, it, we're not like the women's soccer team here. Like it's, Cheers. We're fine. We qualify for uh, the Olympics and stuff, but we don't always go that far. Um, I had one co- one coach I kind of worked with. Her um, name was Melissa. I can't remember her last name right now, but she was on the national team. She coaches, I believe, at Yale now. Um, so there wasn't like someone I looked up to like, oh, I want to be this person. It was just like kind of people I encountered because it's such a small world where you do in like small backyard camps get these super high quality players. So that's one yeah. of the cool things about it. Where it's like it's not well known unless you're on the East Coast, but you get so much exposure to like such great hockey. Did you have um, another sport that you paid attention to a lot? Like as a like for me it was basketball growing up. Like did you have an, another sport and if so like was there like a, a player, like a sports idol you had? That was like maybe more well known, a more tr- traditional sport, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so I never, 
I weirdly never fell into the category of like necessarily like idolizing a big name. I just knew them. Like, uh, so you, every UVA basketball player that's like NBA bound, I'm aware of. Like, Joe Harris was one of the first big ones. I, he's on the Nets now. We have like a really similar birthday. So I like locked onto that for no reason. <laughs> no, uh, no, the birthday, birthday twins are a good thing. Yeah, so it was it was never like an idol, but I like followed teams, and then like once I got to tennis, like where I grew up, pro sports weren't like super huge. Like mm-hmm. I'm in Richmond, kind of like here. Yeah, so it's like I'm in Richmond. Like there is the Commanders, and then like all those DC teams, but they were so bad at the time that it was never even a thought. To also, go. it's not really Richmond, right? Like yeah, it's in it, Maryland actually. It's it's close <laughs> enough to you if you want to claim them. But it's not like your hometown it, team. It may not be flyover country, but it is landover country. <laughs> You're a bad guy. <laughs> so I just I started like picking pro teams kind of based on where like Tennessee players ended up. Um, so like I followed the Celtics because Grant Williams. Um, we'll see like if Hendon Hooker actually makes a splash at the Lions. Like I'll be ride or die for that. Love that. <laughs> but yeah, a, a lot like a lot of Tennessee fans and. Some older generations, Peyton Manning. with Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There were so many Broncos jerseys when he went to the Broncos. There were so many Colts jerseys when he was at the Colts before that. Obviously, like, but the Colts kind of made sense because he went straight to the Colts. But like, like, when he went from the Colts to the Broncos, and so many people you would see just with Broncos jerseys, you were like, "What is going on?" And there was all Peyton Manning fans, including I bought Ella. A Pey- I definitely bought her a Peyton Manning like. So I think he was in the Super Bowl when I was living in Italy, and I just met her. And I came back home. There was a there was like a, a Peyton Manning jersey at a TJ Maxx or a Ross, and like nice. I was you know <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to make an impression. So Challenge I took her one. Uh, I you have gave, a, you gave an Italian girl <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Manning jersey. Oh, and guess where it is now? <laughs> Definitely at some Goodwill somewhere like ten years ago. <laughs> All things old become new again. How do numbers work in field hockey? Because you know in soccer they have like very particular like. Your th- well, you may not even know. There's a very particular thing where your numbers go yeah. all over the place. Do they have in field hockey? Do you have particular positions that have particular numbers, or could you pick like 72 as your number and that'd be cool? Oh yeah, I'm with you. Uh, no, there's not. It's the only thing that's you get that's similar with like number specific or like a quarterback number probably would have been a better example for me. But they um, <laughs> well yeah, I mean football. There's definitely real ones, but I just didn't know field hockey had field them. hockey doesn't. No, so it would be like your keepers like zero ninety nine somewhere in that zone. But like other than that. It's kind of a free throw. So it's fun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fun. Yes. So, so it's fun. <laughs> so there, there's a traditional, there's a debate like traditional versus non-traditional. In traditional soccer, like it's one through 11. The players wear one through 11. And if you're Matthew, you think that's boring. And <laughs> and, and you want, you, you like boring soccer, which he does, but you like really, really aggressive number choices w- way out of the norm. And I'm the opposite. I like avant-garde soccer and I like traditional number choices. Um, I'm liking the number avant-garde. choices this year where like no one's makes sense. Like yes. we've got like a 99 and 97. Like, yes. We have exactly two players, three players, excuse me. Uh, and it's a certain lineup combination to do this. We have exactly three players that have their, their numbers corresponding. Taylor Gray, the 11. Damian Rodriguez, the 7. Joseph Perez, the three. That's it. He's never been happier. Uh, is there another sport you'd be interested in working in or another position in soccer that you'd want to try? So my love is really in operations. Like I like putting the puzzle together more than I like like the game. Um, like It's been fun to watch. It's been great to learn about. The atmosphere is definitely unique to any other sport you're around. Um, but I, the only thing I wouldn't do is work for the NCAA. That's kind of where I've landed. Um, I, I amateur like lower level ice hockey is really interesting to me. Mm. Uh, baseball is probably one I wouldn't cause like 
a hundred games a year sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, applause to everyone on the lookouts. Like I don't, I don't know how you do that, but it's a lot of games. It's like five in a row. I'm like, how are you on your feet? Yeah, uh, for sure. So yeah, the only thing is like I don't like I don't like the current like commissioner of the NCAA. I don't like a lot of what he stands for, which leads to like red tape throughout, and that's just like something I don't want to touch. No fair. Ha- hang on. Uh, did we do we do what is your favorite number? Like my number? Mm-hmm. If when playing if, a sport, if, if you were if, if yeah, like, and you can t- choose whichever sport you want, whatever you want. But do you have a number? Like if I'm playing a sport or if I'm playing X sport, I want to be this number. So I always wore I wore three. Um, but I don't think that matches. If we're going soccer, I either I was a sweeper usually, and I don't think that's a three in soccer. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no, see, you're, now you're allowed happy. to pick the thing you you want. But my favorite. If you num- wanted to wear three, you wear number, number three. That's good. <laughs> my favorite number. I don't know if anyone knows my like my social handles are all Patesel thirty seven. So like thirty seven is kind of my go to. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Because it was like if you're ever like. The reason I picked it is like if you're ever like, oh, like exaggerating a number of people or a number of things, 37 always felt reasonable, even if it was like way off. I like that. So that's where that came from. I agree with that. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here uh, to some little more miscellaneous questions. What were your first impressions of Chattanooga when you got here? And when was that? When I got, well. For the the first time. And that might be pre-CFC. It might not be. It was pre-CFC. My first impressions really were. It reminded me a lot of Richmond with the like proximity to the river. There's mountains right there. Um, there's little sections of town that are different. Um, it was an adjustment going from because Knoxville feels like such a college town where I thought Chattanooga would have a similar vibe. Just UTC being here. I didn't know much about it. And being a similar size city overall. Right. So, I, But it, it doesn't feel like a college town, which really threw me off because I was in college and I was coming here. So you thought that that would be sure. like. And then, of course, I live right near south side so that's like a bummer usually well that there's your college feeling <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all college boys and girls running around but especially college boys i feel like everyone's wearing, looks like me in a backwards hat and they just fill um, up the parking lot and i just want to park my car also can i ask a question to someone younger than me sure. why do all the boys now and i'm gonna take my headphones off wear their hats like this now where it's like not even on their head so i don't know and i don't I'm not. I don't like it, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. Un- I don't understand it. Sorry, I had to, you explained sororities and um, to us last week uh, in Tuscaloosa. I shout did. out. Um, we were so confused, and Peter Wilcock was exceptionally confused <laughs> on what was happening. Um, and you were a perfect point of reference there for us, um, because like, I knew just enough to know like that's a fraternity and that's a sorority, and they're obviously doing something. And then you were like, no, no, no. Here's what's really going on. It was yes. good. Um, were you in a sorority? I was. Which one? Pi Beta Phi. Um, which was also Darrell, who works at CFC. His wife was in the same chapter at Tennessee, so that's kind of a fun little connection there. Who's a bigger Tennessee fan, you or him? See, that's tough because he <laughs> he has the history. He also has the more resources to like have season tickets to stuff. So I like guess it would be him. But no, no, I think you should. I think you should be like me. I just graduated. <laughs> well, his daughter's there now too. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's, he, he's fully committed. He's fully committed. Are you planning on watching Bama Rush when it comes out on HBO? Because we might be in it accidentally. Just We're kidding. Definitely no. not be in it, but, <laughs> but like, um, no. And the reason, like, so I didn't have that like negative sorority experience. Like, if Rush Week sucks, it just is what it is. I was not one of those. It's like, oh, recruitment's like the best thing ever. But it's it's exhausting. It's a, a way to like meet people. Um, but I think a lot of those documentaries are super exploitive and they're only going to show the narrative that they want shown. Mm. And that could just cast a really negative light. Like 
lot of people don't talk about sororities is like they're one of the most philanthropic organizations in this country. Like my sorority itself like won the most at UT every year and it was by a significant amount for either like Relay for Life, Read, Lead, Achieve, which was their specific philanthropy. Um, so I just um, dance marathon for the kids hospital. So I think it's just going to point out every negative thing and exploit it. And I'm not saying that's wrong necessarily because I know there is a lot of problematic stuff with Greek life. But if you're only talking about the negatives of something, you're obviously just like skewing a narrative. That's... It's it's going to be more for the GDIs. Yes, probably. <laughs> What's a GDI? I really don't. Goddamn independent. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a real boomer right now. I've now, I've now used exactly every bit of uh, sorority and fraternity knowledge I have. So yeah, the documentary could be interested. I think it's going to be exploitive. I mean, they were recruiting girls out of high school. These are 17-year-olds about to go to college for the first time, and they're who you're using as your subject. Like, that's not okay. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Also, like, I feel that, like, there's certain things that I won't watch because it's like, I'm, like, giving you my, my eyeballs, my attention eyeballs, or my dollars. Yeah. What would you be if you weren't working in pro sports? Oh. Ideally. That is a Or realistically, one. whichever you prefer. That is, I don't know. So, <laughs> trying to think. Like, I could, if I could just do anything. Sure. Ooh. This is a weirdly tough question because it's what I was wanting to do for so long that I can't think of something else. Um, knowing me, I probably would have ended up in some boring business role, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I sell Kinko's. Yeah, like, probably. I don't, just following that, not that path like that's a great job if you like it i just can't think of like something like oh interesting that would have been like oh this is what i would have done i don't see you as super happy in an office setting no and part of that is <laughs> the adhd um i don't like sitting still uh i feel you sister and i don't like doing the same thing over and over like all day um so yeah an office set traditional office setting is not something i would probably thrive in but I could manage if, like, all of a sudden sports poofed, which there was a time where it kind of did. Right, right. I'm sure you could pull it off, but it's where would you be happy? Yeah. <laughs> or happiest, I should yeah, say. Where, be happy? Probably not, but I could do it. <laughs> uh, jean jackets. Okay. Yay or nay? Yay. Would you ever double denim? Have you double denimed? If we're going with my, my normal jean jacket look, which there is one, I have a jean jacket that has, like, big orange, like, balls written on the back. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. Uh, Drell doesn't have that. No, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. Don't put it past him. Uh, he might have one later, have been, but he doesn't have one right now. He might now. have a sequined, fully sequined go balls. <laughs> oh, he might. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a From fashion. the 70s. We'll do a fashion show one day. That's normally, I feel like a jean jacket leggings kind of thing. Mm. I don't think it's, I have not double denimed. That's fair. Okay. Okay. What would you name your boat if you had a boat? Someone else should drive this. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have brakes and I don't like it. That is my favorite answer that anyone has ever given because it's so honest. Uh, most people just like quit on that question, by the way. I've almost taken it out a million times, but every once in a while we just get a gold. Or like Owen, who had like he had like a, like a reason behind a name. That's so good. Uh, what's the best purchase you've made in the last year? $100 or less. So like not like a new car or whatever else. Um, so my, for like it might be a shaver. It might be a journal. It might be headphones. For me, I always say like I have a mouse for my computer that like just changed my life because I wasn't using the touchpad anymore. It was like $12. Like do you have a particular purchase in the last uh, year of a 100 bucks or less that – 
Hmm. And will it soon be the Taylor Swift on cassette? I will not buy a cassette because I don't have a cassette player. Um, I'm trying to think. I've had, not that I've been like, because I would have said like my Tennessee Bama tickets, but that wasn't $100. Um, <laughs> that was I, that's pretty worth it though. It was so worth it. Uh, how, much, how much were those? Like $400. Each? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the words of Jeremy Allen Baugh, never pass up a chance to make a memory. I agree with that. I agree with that. You uh, know what? I'll, ex- I'll accept that. Um, probably this watch. So I've had this watch. I've had three of them and it's the same exact watch. It's like a 2018 Timex. It does nothing but tell time, but I broke one. My brother gave me the exact same one for Christmas cause I had asked for it. And then that one died and I rebought the same one. Does it have an alarm on it? No. It literally just tells time. Yeah. I think you could time like runs on it or something, but it's not fancy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Nice. Do you listen to music or podcasts? when working out or doing other things like when not just like doing podcast or music listening i am tend to be more of a podcast person now um like if i'm if like if i'm at the stadium early when we're doing field boards i probably have a podcast in if i'm driving there's likely a podcast playing um will you put one in at work yes I do listen to one at work. I'm listening to music at work just disorients me for some reason. I'm like, I have to hear voices. <laughs> uh, no, I get it. So I listen to music plenty, but I also just have like a pretty big rotation of podcasts I listen to and they all tend to be fairly like long. So it takes me like a day or two to get through it. So I usually just have them on. I get it. Shout out uh, to, to Alex for, uh, for being the one that prompted us to go into YouTube. A thing I still barely acknowledge, but like it did happen. <laughs> And here Hello, we are, YouTube. Here we are. I did tell them my car podcast listening rotation was full, so there needed to be a video option that I could put on my TV. You weren't the only one, but you were we, the you were the last and like final straw. We <laughs> also probably could have done with like you know shortening our podcast a little bit, but like, oops. Instead, we just made it more complicated. <laughs> Game- the ones I listened, the ones I was saying were longer, like three hours. So you're okay. Woo! Hell yeah! O- only a few times have we done something that only crazy. with Peter Fuller. <laughs> Game day superstition. Do you have any? Yes. CFC in particular, but also I'll take college game day. I'll take whatever game day you got. College game day. So Tennessee was really bad when I was in school. So superstition or not, it didn't matter. But <laughs> this year, this year we started a winning streak when I was just, I wore my jersey out when I was like watching it. And so I kept wearing my jersey. Same jersey. 16, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Love it. Um, CFC, it depends on how the streak's going. Like currently we're unbeaten, knock on wood, spin in a circle, whatever. So I do my hair the same way, and I drink the same flavor Celsius in the morning. I love you so much. You are the you are the exact <laughs> right amount of superstitious. Uh, by the way, shout out Judy, who came down in the middle of the game and did, Matthew, put your jacket on. Yeah, she did do that. <laughs> and so he put I, it on, and we scored. So I had I had a... Uh, it's a flannel. My, that brown my, one? Yeah, my... my well, cus- it's, it's red, but, you know, I don't... It's anyway. buffalo. It's buffalo plaid. Uh, I had my customary like you know jer- CFC jersey and, and flannel thing going, which was a little bit too hot for that. But I was expecting cloud cover and not <laughs> awesome sunny perfect weather, and uh, it was kind of hot in the sun uh, for a while. And I was fighting it for you know rolling up the sleeves whatever. And finally, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm taking this <laughs> off." And I I put it over. I think it was over like um, one of those. It was hanging on something like in like, the section. What moment. is that? It, it's it's not a megaphone. It's like the bullhorn. Oh, they're like they're like actual like old school bullhorns. Like they're, the, they're the cheerleaders analog. would use at, at like you know things, uh, and I, I yeah. just like draped it over that, and it stayed. It was like middle of the 
middle of the uh, middle of the first half before Savannah scored. And yeah, Judy comes down like I think it was like 80th minute, maybe it was like 75th, 80th minute. minute, somewhere in there. She's like, she's on a mission. She comes down <laughs> and she goes, "Hey!" Like she's like, like I am. I am hard to to like get attention like during the match, yeah. uh, unless like you we make eye contact or something. Because usually, especially at that game, I was just like you know stirring like angry. And <laughs> what? No. She like she like comes over and she's like, "Hey, put your put the jacket back on." Just and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because I didn't understand it the first time. But she's like, "Put the back, put the jacket back on. That way, I don't blame you for this." <laughs> <laughs> and listen, that was good enough for me. Like, jacket goes back on. We end up and we sc- and we score. We end up scoring a couple goals. Only one of them counts. You know, whatever. Actually, we scored three goals. But that is that is like the right kind of superstition, right? Like yeah, it's, it's good. That is the right level of superstition. Uh, what did Jeremy like, always say? I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitches. <laughs> Stole from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> I've never. I've literally never watched that show. Um, that's not true. Not never, but basically not. If a movie were made about your life, who would you want to play you? So not to sound conceited at all. Listen, Nick Spielman's at The Rock. You can say whoever you want. But I've <laughs> always been told. I sort of remind people of Jennifer Lawrence specifically in the Hunger Games. So, like, my physics teacher in high school called me Katniss. Um, so that that's as, nichely. That is good a reason as any. Yeah, absolutely. Not because I think I'm like, look, my hair, whatever. I think we have very similar noses. I like, think that's where it is. But And we have dark hair. It works. <laughs> it works. Go-to karaoke song. Uh, the last one. I, I'll go with the last one I did. I did Go Your Own Way. With my friend. <laughs> so then we'll do that one. Love it. What is your best hidden talent? My best hidden talent. Huh. I'll, I'll for, even frame it differently. What would your parents tell us is your or your friends tell us is your hidden talent? My hmm, my parents would probably say something along the lines of it's not a hidden talent. I think it works really well in my job, is I've never really met a stranger. Um, so I want to know if that's a talent. I just am very comfortable around people and I like talking. So that works out. My like big secret talent, I guess, is I can turn my tongue into a clover. I can't do that. Nope. <laughs> I can do, I, I can do mine into a straw. After, after this past weekend, I think you need a new, uh, oh, you need a new right. talent. Shoot. <laughs> Matthew, be nice. Uh, <laughs> the clovers don't deserve to have any credit. Um, just a weird genetic thing <laughs> for anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Alex's talent. Uh, what do you do in your free time? Um, so I have a puppy. So a lot of that, those take so much time. Um, yeah. What, it's not really free. Time's not free anymore. What's his name? Her name is Mojito and that goes by Mo, which also happens to be like his cat. <laughs> hey, you guys can share the name. I mean, it's a good name. It it's a, a great, it's name. a great name. How old is Mojito? Mojito is eight months old. And a big newfie? She is a newfie. She's how big is she going to be? I'm not sure. She's a little small right now. Um, Probably not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, she's still like 60, 70 pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little smaller. Uh, we thought originally she was going to be a lot bigger, but like the breeder really freaked me out because her brother was two hundred and ten pounds, and I was like, I, "This is information I don't need to have or want to have," <laughs> because that would that's be, so big. That'd be it's that's so, so much big. dog. Um, and then I watched a lot of, like, I spent a lot of, a lot of time, like 
watching sports and stuff because that's just like what my friends and I like to do and that's the time we get to do with them which is such a lame answer for someone that works in sports <laughs> but like like if it's Sunday I have the NFL ticket on um, checking my fantasy team that I usually get bored of halfway through the season anyway Who, who's the best uh, fantasy player in the office so we don't have an office one but we should start that that would be fun We've done, we do a March Madness bracket that we do do who's good, who was good at that Smoke keeps winning it Son of a bitch. Very frustrating. <laughs> Damn it, Smo. Yeah, like his bragging name this year was like the returning champ is here. Like, Let's go. Oh, that's wow. that, that's the trash tech I'm here for. I, I love that. That's and then we do like if there's like World Cup or um the Euros, like we, we don't pick our team. We just pick teams out of a hat and uh-huh. they get weirdly competitive about it, even though it was like completely random. That's good. That's solid. How do you feel about sports betting? Do you sports? I, I know you can't bet on anything Misa related and soccer related, probably. But in general, like on a Sunday, are you on FanDuel, like placing five dollar prop bets? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you, we're not allowed to gamble on like soccer, which didn't affect me in any way, shape, or form because I would not your sport lose money constantly. It'd be a waste of everyone's time. Um, yes, I really do like betting. I'm responsible about it. I only give myself like twenty bucks a month to do it and play off earnings. Um, but yes, I think it's very fun if done responsibly. I think it opens your eyes to a lot of sports because it gives you a stake that you weren't necessarily mm-hmm. going to have. Like. I didn't really care about golf, and then I could start betting single holes on the Masters, and I was like, ah, that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, yeah. But again, bet responsibility, like 1-800-GAMBLER, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the bottom of the screen. No, just kidding. I won't. Um, yeah, so I, as long as you're not like going crazy about it, I think it's fine. What's the single stupidest bet you've made that you ended up winning? I actually have a good answer for this. Um, so I had five dollars in my account, and I was dri- I was someone else was driving, but I was driving back, and it was this round of sixty four in maybe twenty one twenty, and Oral Roberts was playing Ohio State, and I thought Oral Roberts was a ridiculous name for a school, so I put money on it, and that was when a fifteen <laughs> seat upset the number one seat. <laughs> I mean number two seat. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> That probably that bet probably paid out decent too. I was like, yeah, I got like sixty bucks out of a five dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's excellent. Let's go, Matthew. I'm about to get to you. I'm going to give you all the front office questions here, but I have Ooh. a couple more questions here in the miscellaneous section. What in Chattanooga have you not yet done yet? Because maybe you haven't had time, or you haven't had people to go with, or for whatever reason you haven't done yet. Okay, there was one that everyone was like, "Oh, I haven't been to Champies, which apparently is like a crime." I also haven't gone to the aquarium. Um, you definitely got a Champies, but Champies downtown. The other ones are like fine to go to after you've been to the one downtown, but like the other ones, like don't like don't, yeah, they, gotta go to the one yeah. downtown. That's the pilgrimage that was like that's been there forever. That's but also been there. you have to do you have to do forties when you when you go. Yeah, like you can't like just like go take, for the chicken. take Sam Click with you and do a forty. <laughs> like it's like yeah yeah you need to forties and foul like pick your forty get whatever kind of chicken you want and um, also we should do that we've never done that before. Oh, I've done it, but you and I, I mean, like, together. Yeah, I've done together, it. Like, as friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a legitimate place where if you sat there long enough, you might see somebody try to play Edward Forty Hands in the place. Like it's it's a You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, favorite TV slash Netflix show? Either or. So my favorite show of like all time obsession, it's a problem. Like NCIS. I live in no, I live and breathe survivor. <laughs> oh, I got the wrong CBS show. Yeah, you were in the right idea. No, I like it got to the point my college roommate pretended she stopped watching so that she wouldn't wa- have to watch with me on Wednesday nights because I got like too intense about it. <laughs> so she would secretly watch it before work the next morning. And then I found out like halfway through that season, I've never been more crushed. <laughs> 
Do you know what his show was? It was Winners at War too. Such a good season. Do you know what his show is? Is it NCIS? The Bachelor. I, the I did. I, don't I did one. enjoy watching The Bachelor uh, for a, a good stretch there. I did it for the camaraderie. So like my yeah friend, yeah that's that's how I got into it as well. Yeah, I never really got like it, once I like graduated college and my roommates like weren't watching it and stuff. I didn't really stick around with it, but I it was like for the vibe. <laughs> once it started, once I started traveling to Nashville regularly and was always in Nashville on Mondays and like because it came on at seven central time, like there was just no way I was ever. And I was always by myself in a hotel room. Like that's just not that's just not as fun. No, it's not. So it's been like seven years now since <laughs> I've watched. It. Yeah, unless yeah, like, yeah, I watched Survivor like to analyze it almost. I'm like, I would have done this move, but this move would have been better. Like my parents and I had like a serious conversation in high school about like you're not allowed to apply until you graduate college. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever applied? I did not, but I have applied for Wheel of Fortune randomly. <laughs> Okay. Not much backstory. I woke up one morning and there was like, send it an audition tape. I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, let's move to some front office questions. Ooh, okay. Uh, the first one, we'll, we'll, we'll start with an easy one, maybe. Who's the funniest person in the office? You can't say yourself for this. Oh, I think I'm hilarious, though. I'm not saying you aren't. I'm saying you, <laughs> we're making you choose somebody else. See, that's a tough question. Who's the funniest person besides you? Yeah, there we go. It's a tough question because it's like, what kind of humor are we going for? Like, Sam's stories are like the top-notch funniest thing you'll ever see. But then like, or here, sorry. And then like, Madison's always got the witty comeback. Jack's just all around a goofy guy. Like, it, and there's others too. I feel like I'm leaving people out. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Sam Click. Yeah, just his his life tale is just something that needs to be documented. <laughs> his, his story of moving here and living here for the summer is still the best story. And I need him to come tell it on this podcast. He told it to me at the bar, and I was involved in the story, and I was dying. Um, <laughs> it's so good. So, okay, let's let's take a different direction because, like, this office, this front office is fairly, like, fun, easygoing. Who's the most serious person in the front office? And now that Jeremy's not here. <laughs> <laughs> the most, like... I think genuinely it's like out of like the crew that like is around and you guys see a lot. Like obviously we have like Davis and Rachel are interim CEO, COO, but you guys don't see them as much. So like because Madison's like the adult out of all of us, I'd probably say it was her. And she's also the high, like she's a very high position too. So it's like someone's got to crack the whip occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to keep you all in line. She's just as bad as us other time. <laughs> uh, who is the most likely to play a prank? I can tell you who's most likely to fall for one without a question. That's I, I, I want to hear that too. So have you guys met Edgar? Edgar. I don't, maybe in passing, but I don't remember. So he was an intern last year. We kept extending his time, extending his time. Now he's an account executive with us. He's, nice. aw he's awesome. But there's a bathroom in the office that if you shut the door, it permanently locks. And we like lost the key for it for a while. And so we like said like, Hey guys, this door is locked. And then someone said, Sam's trapped in it, won't stop talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't know why. And like Edgar believed until like literally like last Friday that Sam was genuinely trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> like, we were all like not even in the office when these texts were happening. So I don't know why he thought that. So I think he's probably most, he's just very trusting. <laughs> he's a sweet boy. He's, he's a sweetheart. But yes, I think he's most likely to fall for a prank. Pull a prank is... And there's not much pranksterness, I guess, other than like the occasional like, like I said, like the misdirection of like the door is locked, but like oh, Sam's in there, like stuff like that. Okay, okay. Uh, who is <laughs> who needs caffeine before they're allowed to take any meetings? 
Miss Celsius habit. So I can, I'm allowed to, take, I'm actually supposed to not take meetings after I drink Celsius. Um, <laughs> it's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I have been told I talk too fast and get too excited and forget to breathe. Um, <laughs> that one of those seems like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we're all pretty heavy coffee drinkers. Um, see, yeah, like Mads and Sam probably get the office earliest so, and they put the coffee pot on. So I'll say it's probably one of the two of them. You no, know, my caffeine intake is been like group limited <laughs> when you say group limited the entire office yells at me <laughs> sometimes you need the office to play mom <laughs> yeah like i tried to get well, i jokingly thought i was gonna give a dying plant celsius today and that would save its life and then oh. <laughs> and everyone's like alex this is becoming a real issue <laughs> we, we, we have to talk to you about this <laughs> yeah. this is the intervention <laughs> yeah. It got out of hand because, like, at one point over the summer, I just ordered a case of it and kept it in the office. And then people thought, I was like, I was only having like one a day, but it was the fact that I like, kept a stash. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think you're just fine. Don't listen to the office. Who yeah. is who is most likely to work remotely? In in quotes for anyone in, who can't see. Wink, wink, wink. Everyone works very hard, and all of our hours are super weird. So. I, I got one. Fine, I'll, I'll accept that. I got one. If the office were entered into a 7v7 flag football, American football tournament, who plays quarterback? Oh, without a doubt, Madison. She's too competitive not to have control of the ball. And I'll tell her I said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, there was, like, a point where we, like, couldn't, like, play games or anything like that because like i'm very competitive but at a, like not that level like mads and jeremy were like it was like they both got kind of had an agreement like self-awareness like we can't do this <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what we always ask jeremy why he didn't like continue playing or do you want to play rec or whatever else he's like nope my soccer career is over i played a few cash games <laughs> and realized i'm done yep <laughs> what's uh what's your favorite part about working for cfc So part of the club will always have a piece of my heart because it's the first place that like gave me a chance. Um, they like no one really bad an eye that like soccer wasn't my thing. They're like they let me be me. Um, there was never a point, especially even when I was an intern. There was never a point where they were like your your obsession with like the women in sports advocacy stuff. Like tone it down or like that idea is not for now. It was always all right. Run with it. Do what you can. Um, so that's a big part of it. It was just like the immediate acceptance of what I cared about. And I saw those values within the club. And also just the people are really great. If we worked the hours we did and the amount of time we spent together, the amount of like random physical labor and we all hated each other, CFC would not be what it is. Yeah. And so it's a really good group that really all like respects each other, works really hard and is like great to be around. Those are, yeah. Get a little mushy. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, Keep going. Do, let's keep doing the mushy thing for a second. Like, sure. talk a little bit more about like what it means to you as a woman in sports to, to like advocate for women in sports. And now, we know you get you've given some talks and you've done I some have. things. Yeah, just like share a little bit about that. And also, like you, we've got like several like women in high positions at this club. Yeah. So when I, at one point when I was an intern at CFC, I was the only woman there. Um, there was Tina who was more like was not in the office as much. She's our, our uh, CFO accountant, that kind of stuff. Um, and then as time went on, it slowly expanded to now we're at almost a 50, 50 office, which you don't see really in like lower league soccer, soccer sports. Um, so when I was an intern, I pitched a project to do a woman in sports night. And that was before the women's team had even relaunched. And it was something that they allowed me to run with. 
And that's when I kind of realized like this is something I really like talking about. This is something that's important to me because sometimes it's really hard. Uh, like you have those second guesses of like, are they not listening to me because this is a bad idea or because it's not coming from the guy sitting next to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at an advantage where like my name did help. I never put Alexandra on an application. Yeah, I mean, we were making fun of you for it, but, but also yeah, like I would worked. imagine it's a defense mechanism on some level yeah like it was i've always gone by alex so it wasn't like a strategic decision necessarily until it was like submitting resumes and i was like i'll just leave alex and you can make your decision on that um and then like i always felt like in college like i told you i worked those extra internships is because i felt like i was gonna have to stand out more whether that's true or not i don't know but that's what it felt like it certainly worked it worked for me yeah and you didn't see like a lot of women in like uh, you don't see a lot of women in operations in general you see a lot like there's more women in like merch and hr and like that kind of stuff and you don't see as many in my specific realm um so it's something that if i have to like work hard about it and if i talk about it and if i advocate for it and it makes it easier for the next person that's like the end goal of it all i have given a i gave a talk at a like women in sports group from uh, my dad's company in Richmond. It's an insurance firm. Um, It's called Rosie, a rising leaders kind of thing. That was the first time I had really done like a long form talk about it. Um, But like there was even like a cool moment this weekend, which Melly works for the Savannah Clovers. And when she met me, her first response was, it's so exciting to see another woman in this position. And I was like, this make, I'm like so happy. And I felt bad because I was like rushing. So I was like, I can't talk to you, but like, I really would love to. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> is she in operations as well? She is. That's really cool. Um, just to like dig even further into this, what would you, if, if there's a little girl listening to this and there may or may not be that wants to work in sports, what would you tell her? Don't worry about what the other person's doing. Worry about what you can do to better yourself and make you the candidate that deserves it. Um, a lot of times, like I said, I did those extra internships and everything. Cause I was like, there's always that slight concern of like, how am I going to stand out? But those internships made me happy and I did enjoy them. I did working. I did like working in that way, but stand out in the way you want to and like do the things you want to do and like the resume and everything else will come with it. You just gotta like, you can't just be like, oh, I'll just do this so that it's on this piece of paper. If you didn't enjoy it, it's going to show in every interview and especially sports position. It's so cheesy but you have to be yourself. It's like what I just said. Like you spend so many hours a week with these people. You go through the most stressful times of like the gates opening and the metal detectors are down and the scan's not working. And if like you're not yourself and you have to put a mask on through everything, like there's no reason to hide that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I think that's really, really compelling advice. Thank you. I try my best. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure you smashed that, by the way, that, uh, that talk you gave. It was the most stressful thing ever because my, my, I tried to ban my parents from watching it. Good luck. Jeremy specifically told me I wasn't allowed to do that, which I was like, you're not even in this. You don't know. <laughs> um, and then. Thanks soccer dad. Yeah. And then my, my, like the first two names I see log on are my parents, but they like turn their screens off so I wouldn't see their faces, but just put their name big. Like Michelle Pates, all Chuck Pates. I'm like, yeah, I see that. I still see you guys are here. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to miss their, their daughter doing this. Yeah, they keep sending that video to people. I'm like, you gotta stop. <laughs> this is this is unsurprising to me. All right, let's go the opposite direction. Sure. Some food questions. So this is a whole new segment that we've been working on. Uh, <laughs> you're the first one to get these tried on, so sorry. Uh, but also, like, I think they're going to be great. Um, favorite pregame meal? We normally ask this to players, but like, do you have a superstitious pregame meal? A favorite pregame meal? What's your kind of game day routine? Oh, like I don't. 
have like necessarily a set thing. It tends to be like whatever's in the fridge. I <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah. Do you have a favorite post game meal? So in an ideal world, I would get to CBC post game early enough that the kitchen wasn't closed <laughs> and I could have chicken tenders and fries. It doesn't happen that often, so I usually have a mid game hot dog. Mm. You should also just get somebody like Matthew or myself to order you tendies and we could, you know. I could also sure totally text the bartenders and I just like never think to do it. Because <laughs> post game win- tendies after a win or after a loss, which knock on wood, there are none of those, uh, are, they hit different. Yeah. Seltzer, seltzer versus beer. It's, it's, that's so situational. <laughs> but in a general sense, I'm probably drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> Hell yeah. What, uh, what? Was the Wycoors Light and not some other shitty beer? Yeah, I know it's, I don't know. Um, so a lot of my friends in college, like whenever we would go out, was just like, that was just what they ordered. So that's what I started ordering. And then I get this like weird nostalgia attachment to it. <laughs> like my AirPod case is a mini Coors Light can. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. And when I say, when I say shitty beer, like I'm, obviously, like referring to, like, I'm obviously referring to like what I, I actually ask for sometimes at bars. Like I walk up and I say, What's the shittiest thing you have on draft? <laughs> because they know what I'm asking, and they they give me the answer, and we move on. It's just how how the life works. Yeah, I mean, there's like a tier. There's tiers of it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm he's a he's a Bud Light Coors Light guy. There are there are some days I'm in the mood for something crafty. Uh, I I like I did like the, the two year like deep craft dive. Like I've had all the things. I'm good. There are some really tasty beers out there. Like, and I'll have one today. Like every now and then, whatever. But there's just something about like something shitty. Like yeah, a, like I get what you're saying. Yeah. A good cold Bud Light on a hot day. It, I mean, it's no seltzer, but it hits. I had a I had a theory in college that I from a friend of mine. It's not my theory, but I do think it was true. If you get a beer cold enough, you can't tell the difference between natural light, Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. If it's cold enough, I'm talking like almost out of the freezer cold. By the way, that's why cold glasses are uh, bad if you're drinking craft beer. Because it but, tastes the same. But great yeah. if you're drinking the shitty stuff. I would it, agree it just with that. it just dulls the, the senses. Because I say, like, oh, like Coors Light's my thing. If you gave me a blind taste test, the odds of me getting it right are so <laughs> also you will not tell the difference between Ultra and Coors Light because they are the same beer. That is my that is my hot take. Uh, Ooh, that is that's that your hot. big theory. We need to do a blind taste test with that on the podcast sometime. I'm I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh what's your favorite type of fries? Like curly fries, waffle fries, crinkle cut, shoestring. Or do you have any preference? There are superior ones, but... Go on. So, if we're going, like, dip... dip I want a lot of dipping sauce. We're going to... Obviously, waffles, where it is. If yeah. you, like, want that, like... But the the crispiness of, like, those, like, thin guys. You know, not, like, McDonald's thin ones, but, like, where they're actually, like... Steak very, and shake thin. Yeah, yeah, like that. R.I.P. Hicks and Pike Steak and Shake. R.I.P. So, yeah, those are... Yeah, good. And then the curlies are, like, special occasion. Hell, Yeah. I just got I just got an air fryer and it can I can hold two pounds of frozen fries. How many I, fries did you eat today? None. Actually, <laughs> I, I did not use I did not use it except for breakfast. But I am I am ready. <laughs> I am ready to try out like just dumping a bunch of frozen fries in there and like messing around and seeing because like, I'm not a fries guy. Like I, I just don't uh, eat I'm them a very often. Big fries person. So I'm I'm excited to try. I love fries. Best fast food fries. If you go to a good one that's not bad, like, 
you know, there's there's tiers to locations. Of, of course. Places. Of course. Wendy's can have the Ooh. best fries. Can. Not like, always, but can. if you're looking for consistency, it's not the one. But if you get like their best day fries, it's Wendy's. I like this take. That is, that's a good one. That's a good take, actually. Matthew, uh, South Broad Street Popeyes. I'll say anything but In and Out. By the way, that's In and Out uh, fries are fucking trash. <laughs> Come at me. Not been doing In and Out. I know that they've got I, some. I've the only most been, overrated. Place I've only of all been time. like twice in my life. The burger's actually good, but the fries are trash, and any from one from the West Coast would be trying to fight me right now. <laughs> um, uh, the, come at me, Brett Jones. The Popeye's thing, by the way, is mostly a, uh, a nostalgia because Popeye's was right across the street from CCS. I've eaten um, at that Popeye's a few times. I mean, it's... Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. It was slow, but like always, always like incredible. And I'm sure my taste buds have evolved a little by now, but like, mm. I need to go back. Try like, it just, out. Just do it again, like because it was good. Let's be serious. Your taste buds haven't evolved. Uh, when <laughs> dipping fries, mayo or ketchup, and then what else? If if not those two, but I want to know between those two. I cannot ketchup believe you, you listed mayo first. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah, like we're not British. No one here's British. <laughs> mayo is a superior dipping sauce. Anyway, what do oh you got? God, <laughs> I don't agree. I think this this may be my hill to die on in this new set of questions. No. If you need mayo on your fries, I think if you need ketchup on your fries, but like if you need mayo on your fries, your fries suck. Well, I want your to be, fries are trash and you should get better fries because your fries should be good enough to eat without sauce. I want to be clear. I, I usually eat fries without sauce. The second favorite thing is the CB sauce, CBC sauce from CBC. Yeah, that one's good. But mayo is better than ketchup and I will die on that hill. It's an incorrect hill. Um, the CBC's fries are, are, are good enough to eat by themselves. I agree. So my big dipping sauce thing that drives everyone crazy, I'm sure I've told you this, is like, I've never had ranch in my life. You're not missing anything. And Excuse like, me. Yeah. You've never had, never on a salad? Nope. God, why would You're you a child a who grew up in Richmond, Virginia, and no one ever gave you a salad covered in ranch? No, my, but my mom's from upstate New York, so blue cheese was superior for like all that stuff. <laughs> okay and so okay. then it got to a point in like high school my friends would like dip a pizza and i just never like touched it because it was never something that was in my house and then now it's become a point where i like actively avoid it just to be annoying it's like my like my thing <laughs> okay i like this what i liked you... it better when you weren't doing it to be annoying you were doing it because it, it was bad oh, no. i don't know if it's bad i haven't had it <laughs> but now it's a, now it's a matter of principle which yeah. she's not gonna have so do you dip your fries if you're gonna dip your fries what would you dip them in like nine times out of ten, it's going to be ketchup. The CBC sauce is pretty good. Um, uh, you ever do cookout mustard? Cookout sauce is good, mm. but those are better. It's better on hush puppies. Um, yes. I'm not a mustard. I like honey mustard. I don't like yellow mustard. Honey okay. mustard is a superior dipping sauce, although I love mustard in general. On sandwiches, I want mustard, fancy mustard, whatever. Yeah, no, not a big mustard gal. I'm sorry. What's the difference between mustard and fancy mustard? You have horseradish mustard. Dijon's kind of Dijon. Horseradish? Do you want to go look? If you go look in the fridge right now, I'm married to a European. There's like nine different kind of mustards in there. Is that a European thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Uh, uh, so like one thing, like you, you can dip cured meats in it. You can also dip like, so we'll get one of those. Um, we don't, I don't eat pork, but I'll get mm. other kinds of sausages and you like chop them up and then fry them. And then dipping those just straight in whatever kind of mustard is the perfect, like the fatty fried thing. And then like the tartness or whatever the right term is for the, and the mustard horseradish part of it. Like it's just, it's wonderful. And I don't know that it's a particular European thing. I'll tell you what my wife dips fries in. Mm. 
Oh, no. Mayo followed by barbecue sauce. She dips the first dip in the mayo and the second dip in the barbecue sauce. And let me tell you, I oh, made fun of her. Oh, it is unbelievable. By the way, she doesn't dip it in just one or the other. She gets mad. She would she would laugh at the mayo thing because she doesn't dip her fries does in she, mayo. Does she like... Mayo, then barbecue I'm, sauce. I'm like they, she, doesn't mix, she, doesn't, she doesn't mix them, though. Like It has to be like like, no. like one clean the dipping container yep. and then another, another yep. one. Yes. Pretty firm believer that like barbecue sauce is for meats. It's a little weird to me on that fries. Oh, it's real weird. She's the only person who did who does that. Um, but it was a thing she discovered at McDonald's at some point, and it's she's the only person. But I'm telling once you try it, you will change your mind on if it's good or not because it's great. It's weird, but okay, it's well, great. Well, there's mayo, so it probably isn't that good. But Matthew, are you just the- like you're? Are you like an anti sauce? I don't. He likes bland food with no flavor That's and no sauce. Like. So no, your hey, Matthew. Food- what do you think about chocolate? Chocolate is shit. Do you want a Reese's peanut butter cup? I don't. How about some M&M's? No. Maybe a candy bar? No. He's gross. He's not not American. Your food should be good enough. You should take pride in your food that you don't need to slather it in some shitty sauce to make yourself feel better or so that you can stand the taste of it. Make better food. However, culinary school, there's like a whole section on sauces. So is that not being a Yes, because culinary school teaches you usually how to cook for like lots of other people who have, you know, less high taste buds. Matthew, so you, you have the highest taste buds. Correct. Just Ma- no, I, I have a few taste buds absolutely missing, which is why I don't <laughs> like so many things. <laughs> Matthew, how do you feel about pork chops for breakfast? Uh, I love I love leftovers for breakfast. Like like I'm not going to be against them on this. Make I don't a, eat breakfast food. If I Le- if I make lefto- a dinner, you don't eat breakfast food. Okay, no. Okay, I, <laughs> this podcast has gone some ways. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like eggs, and it's not one of those things where it's like oh, I didn't like them as a kid. I, I try them yearly, and I try my best, and I want to like them so bad because I genuinely believe my life would be better if I liked them. It would be. I eat eggs once a day. I can't do it. Like I, I so. That in general turns me away from a lot of breakfast foods because eggs are a staple of breakfast, right? And like, I'm not gonna just have like, like if I go out to breakfast with friends and they're like, oh, like we're going to a breakfast place, like yeah, I'll get like a waffle or whatever. But that's not like so at you're getting my home. a waffle, maybe French toast because the eggs probably don't ruin it in French toast. It depends on who's making the French toast because sometimes it's too far. So you're a waffles, pancakes, like, maybe a biscuit. Yeah, like like a sausage biscuit, ideal. Um, what do you get at Waffle House? Waffle House, you get. Hash browns, a chocolate chip waffle, and like some bacon. Tell you what, nothing, nothing hits better than Waffle House after a CFC game. <laughs> if there was one closer. So yeah, I don't, I'm not against the every food is breakfast food model because it doesn't make any sense to me that it's like, oh, it's weird that you ate your leftover hamburger for breakfast. It's like, why? It's going to the same place. Why does the time matter? <laughs> I also eat breakfast at all meals, so I get it. I make breakfast food at either lunch or dinner every day. I make <laughs> some sort of, which is weird. I make some sort of eggs with, um, onions and peppers and whatever else one meal a day so like i can't talk but also no, like, uh, he you should, pork chops and broccoli for breakfast you should eat what, i'm not judging it you should eat what you want when you want and if i if i like do some pork chops and, and, and a vegetable uh the night before i'm probably gonna have leftovers uh if i cook for one cook for two i'm, I'm probably gonna have leftovers so why not like get a, a good protein jump start and even a vegetable like you need vegetables like whatever it doesn't matter if it's breakfast or not like, why not eat it the next morning? Yeah. Like, get your day off on the right foot. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people say the thing, like, that's weird that you're doing that. I'm like, why? 
Well, there's two of you. Um, <laughs> just, just, just you kidding. didn't expect I will, to be alone on that one, did you? I will also. I will also. <laughs> eat leftover. I will also eat leftovers for breakfast. I'm acting like I won't. I'll, I'll eat whatever for breakfast. Um, but I just think eating pork chops is weird at breakfast. Um, that in particular. Favorite beer at Chattanooga Brewing Company after a win. You, Do you guys want to know the answer? I don't remember. I, the only beer I get at CBC is the Hot Mama. <laughs> That's right. I did know that. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, to yeah. the point that when I walk in after a game, the bartender see me, pull my mug down, and just fill it. <laughs> is that because the Hot Mama is that good or because you just want, you don't like the light beer option? No, they're fine. Because um, I know you're a Coors Light gal. Yeah, I am a Coors Light gal. Um, I've tried other ones at CBC. I just really like the Hot Mama. I really like spicy things. And there's not many spicy beers just around. And I like the like... It makes me feel cool when like the bartender knows my order. Like, let's hell yeah, real. I agree with that. The, one of the one of the biggest <laughs> nothing reasons, wrong with that. One of the biggest reasons I go there as much as I do, it's my place. Yeah, like they know me. I have my mug. I think we all three have mugs. Yes. Like, uh, th- that's my people. Like, I walk up to the bar, they know who I am. Like, it's just it's my place. It's more important than the beer for me. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. Like, it's and now they they pretty much know that it's shandy season, so you better pour me a shandy. Yeah, so the Hot Mama is where it's at. I, if you haven't tried it, you need to try it. It's amazing. I can't. I'm too much of a wuss. I really, it's really good. It's too spicy. <laughs> um, I know you're a Celsius gal. Yeah. But do you drink coffee? I do. And how do you drink your coffee? So I'll drink it if it's just like there's a pot at like the office or like a Keurig at home. I'll just put like some creamer in it. I do tend to prefer lattes, but obviously you can't buy like a latte all the time. Big cold brew gal, though, for sure. Do you drink that cold brew black, or do you put creamer in it as well? I usually put creamer in it. I can drink it black, but I've found that if I drink it black, I end up drinking it faster, and then I'm, like, jittery everywhere. Mm. Yeah, I'm not picky when it comes to my coffee. Like, whatever way you serve it to me, I'll probably be fine. But if if you're making it for yourself and you have all your stuff, it's going to be some sort of creamer in it. Yeah. That's fair. Lighten it up. He doesn't believe you should put anything in coffee, ever. Well, it's a sauce, I guess, so. Basically. <laughs> he doesn't believe food should have flavor. It should only be for nutrition. Yeah. I, I want to point out. Like, <laughs> he's a flavorless lifestyle. I sauce. I oh, he's sauce a flavorless things. guy. Look at him. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Mercy. Fine. You know what? Fuck it. Let's move on. I'm not even going to bother. We don't get the explanation. He's, right. he's trying to defend himself. And he's just giving up. He's realized he's lost the war. Uh, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? I get upset that people care so much about this opinion. <laughs> I put pineapple on pizza when it's like an option. It's not my go-to pizza, but I think it's so weird that people care so much about this. I love it. Could you just like say that louder? Because I'm not sure like the two hosts of this podcast heard you. <laughs> is this like a big thing for you guys? <laughs> I love pineapple on pizza. This is this is like the fries. The fries question may may, may become, proved yeah. like proved to become like the next. Especially uh, if I choose to die on that hill. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> Seems like the, fr- the fries question was fun. You're the first one we've ever asked that question to. <laughs> but like pineapple and pizza is like, f- that generates that level of conversation in, and, in this podcast history. And I don't, like, yeah, it's just one of the things I don't understand it. Like if you don't like pineapple and pizza, don't put pineapple and pizza. Like it's like. And sh- <laughs> shout out uh, Kate Robertson, now Kate Parrish. She's the one who gave us that question like three years ago or whatever. When we started the podcast, she had it as, she was like, you should ask people if they like pineapple. And it be, somewhere along the way, she was just early on the trend. It became like a social media trend for sports teams. But like we were earlier than that. It's one of the very few, few things we were early on. And like <laughs> she was way earlier than we were because she gave us that question. And we've asked it like 
from basically episode, if it's not one episode ten or whatever, it's always been a question. Yeah, like I could tweet that on my Twitter account that like really is only my friends and like CFC people see it and it probably would go viral because anytime you post it, everyone's like so up in arms about it. But like to me, it's the same as being like, do you put tomatoes on hamburgers? Like you can, you don't have to, but you can. I don't. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> like what, what's your favorite type of pizza in general? I'm mean, like thin crust pepperoni. Like Pretty sim- simple. Like simple, nothing Classy. crazy. Like, I'll have a crazy pizza, but if I'm just like, let's just get a pizza, I would like a thin crust pepperoni pizza. Hell yeah. Do you have a favorite spot in town? Not one that I'm like madly like ob- obsessed with. Like I'll order. I order Papa John's because um, ten percent yeah, off. I was gonna say. Um, I got a text this morning from it. <laughs> and, and why? And why is it Papa John's for ten percent off for every goal? When CFC scores, weekends. you score. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's that marketing background. <laughs> um, I had a favorite spot in college. Um, my roommate worked at Brens in Knoxville, and so when you get a consistent employee discount for somewhere you don't work, it does become a favorite. Well, and Pizza Bros <laughs> is literally in your parking lot. Yeah, I haven't really had that many pizzas from Pizza Bros. Their fried ravioli is usually what I'm going for. Their breadsticks are also unbelievable. Their like breadstick pizza thing, like, yeah. like it's oh, oh yeah, that's my favorite thing of theirs. Uh, so you don't have a best, you don't have a favorite Chattanooga spot. That's that's sorry, I'm reading through the questions. No, if you get a burger, okay, what type of cheese do you get on it? Ooh, or are you gonna I throw have, a real? I have takes. I'm sure you don't like cheese, probably because it's a sauce. It's a flavor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that out and everything has a bad food take. I'm going to hit it on the board. <laughs> uh, probably cheddar. Hell yeah. Swiss. Oh, that's not that weird. Uh, I think all pizza is good pizza. I think it's a trick question. Or not pizza. Excuse me. <laughs> I also think that. I think all cheese on burgers is good burger. I like a pepper jack, but I'll take any cheese. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually like that. That was going to be my take. Like cheese is good. Like. Like have a, have just, fun with that. Yeah, if it's just like a great. plain burger where it's just like your classic like onion, tomato, lettuce, cheddar. But if you're going something wild with like jalapenos and mushrooms and onions, whatever, then you mix up the cheese. Then you go when, like if you go all in, you're going all in. When you, know? you say sure. onion, like do you? Like, I, I I have thoughts about like onion on on burgers. Uh, okay. Like, most of the time, I have to like take it off because uh, it's because not it's too good. spicy. No, it's because it's not good. <laughs> like just saw just saute hey, Matthew, it. Does it make your eyes water? Or? Just saute the damn onion for me. Like when, when Matthew, don't just like put whatever like cut raw ass shit and throw it on there. And call it a day. When like, Matthew gets chicken, uh, they're like, "Would you like it uh, mild, medium, or hot?" He says, "Can you put no spice? Can you boil it?" Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm like a really, really big onion advocate. <laughs> I think onion, on but a like like is the good. raw ass stuff or like. Yeah, actually like if, good like onion. If I'm like cooking sauteing. and I'm cutting onions, I will like eat an onion. Oh my god! I have onions in, in with eggs every day. I mean, like, but you also like saute them. Yeah, like I saute. And there's something yeah, yeah, yeah. about the crunch with the burger of the I, raw yeah, onion. No, there's no, absolutely. Texture, sure. almost. I will give you a little bit of credit. There are some onions that are very pungent. Sometimes you get like a really, really like strong one, and it can overpower the overall flavor balance. Yeah. But in general, a milder onion is perfect. Yeah. It's same lettuce. Like lettuce adds doesn't add a lot of flavor. It adds a lot of texture. But if it's like a le- lettuce, yeah, I get it's that. a problem. Yeah, but also again, it's too spicy for Matthew. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about you today. This is fun. <laughs> and I need to reorganize these questions because that should have this should have come before favorite fast food joint. Oh yeah, good call. We'll we'll fix that in the next round. Uh, is like. And I'll give you the next question is going to be guilty food pleasure. They could be the same answer. They could be different answers. But those are the next two questions. Favorite fast food joint and guilty food pleasure. Okay. Favorite fast food joint. Like, does Chipotle count? 
Sure. Yeah. I get- also, you get to define fast food for this. No, it's fast. So Chipotle. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's fast food. Yeah. So I would say probably Chipotle, Dos Bros if I want a quesadilla because Chipotle doesn't really do quesadillas unless they're to go and it's a kid's one and it's whole thing. Um, so yeah, I like Chipotle for two reasons. One, it's good. And then two, it's like two meals. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then guilty, guilty food pleasure. Oh my gosh. Have you, are you guys Trader Joe's people? I went to the Chattanooga one for the first time on Sunday. Okay. So uh, the Trader Joe's soup dumplings, like the chicken soup dumplings, are the most addicting thing I've ever had in my life. Like I literally go to Trader Joe's probably weekly, get a box for every day and like probably have it for a meal. It is the best thing ever. <laughs> you All get right. like six dumplings, you microwave them for like a minute, 45 seconds. Oh, they're awesome. Um, don't go get them so they don't sell out, but uh, they're really good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm that's very, good. That's a, that's a great answer. And thank you for being the first person to answer all these food questions. That makes yeah. me really happy. Um, I, think there was a, I think it's a good section. I think it's definitely only going to grow from here. Absolutely. It allows a lot of conversation because everyone's so different. People have food takes. Like People, this, we may have to like change this around when we have a little bit, like maybe if you have like a foreign player that like maybe doesn't have the, I don't know, maybe we'll have to like juggle it around to make sure it has like the correct amount of context, but I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. And it gets, it gets people going, especially if you get like different locations of you could get a fight back on in and out. Like I'm from these coasts. I haven't had it in and out. Oh, I'm going to absolutely annihilate some West coast kids. Oh my God. That's gonna be fun. Uh, a- for, for no reason. Aiden's West coast, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can probably get him. Yeah, I'll get him. I'll oh, get yeah. Joseph Perez. I'll, I'll get Luis Garcia Sosa. I think Beto's from the West Coast as well. Partidas. Or they were all on the West Coast long enough to like develop. Yeah. A I think preference. most of those guys. Yeah, you're right. They, some of them may have not been born out there, but a bunch of them are like from out there now, uh, or f- or at least enough out there that they'll fight me about it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Women's team specific questions. Yay. So. We talked about you being a woman in sports. Is there anything special, and there doesn't have to be, about you, like, supervising, supervising is the wrong word, organizing, like, running, for lack of a better term, a women's sport in, like, a very male-dominated sport society thing? Do you, you get what I'm trying to ask? I think so. Um, it's special to me. That team has, like, my whole heart. Like, I love it. I live for it. I will never stop talking about it. Like, it's – last summer was, like, such a – great experience selfishly for me like i got i learned a lot obviously i like messed up plenty but yeah a lot of times you like i went to the agm like all general meeting in oklahoma city this year and like maybe it was like 20 percent women and it's the biggest women's team women's league in the country maybe even world like that's like so yeah it and it gives players especially with the way the team is like obviously since it's amateur they tend to be younger they see someone that is another woman is their age. So I became not just, and Jordan will probably say, would say the same thing about the men's team. It's like, you become more than just like team admin. You become a confidant in a lot of ways. And it just being someone that can relate to them so much when like you have these girls that are away from home for like the first summer in a while, or they're going through a new experience or like this, like they're not sure, like they're coming back. They got a weird injury or like anything like that. You, being in my shoes, I think offers a unique perspective to them and they allow the team to get pretty comfortable with me, but still like obviously respected. Like when I say the bus is leaving at three 30, the bus is leaving at three 30. <laughs> <laughs> did you leave anyone last year? I did not leave a person. I actually don't think I, uh, no, I didn't leave anything. No, never a person. Don't even start. Never a person. Um, Never coach. No, we never left anybody. 
Hell yeah. There were not to say that there weren't times where I was like, I know you guys are driving right now. Uh, you need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, can you explain the differences between what you do at a high level for CFC men versus CFC women? So that has gotten muddier with new changes in the front office. Um, so while I have a lot of ownership on the women's team and Jordan has a lot of ownership on the men's team, we are working together a lot more now. Mm. Um, but at a higher level for the men's team, I do like random like operational things, um, which is more to like the big game day picture than them personally. Um, but like like this last week, we had a player moving into an apartment and I was the one that like ordered the dresser. Um, but for the women's side, it is registering players. It is ordering equipment. It is ordering gear. It is issuing said gear getting the practice times um so it's a lot there's a lot more that i get to do on that side uh and and then obviously i work like i talk to rod very frequently but i don't i wouldn't really necessarily say i work with rod but i work with randy mm. and then you're uh, correct me if i'm wrong last season you were on the men's side very much like game day ops so you're like in stadium mm -hmm. you know field boards uh, fan experience, all that stuff. And then, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, for the women's team, you were much more like, what do the, does the team need? Yes. Not what do the fans need? What is the team doing today? Where's the bus? Who's the thing? Like, you were kind of like Jordan for the women. Yeah, that's how I always describe it to people. Um, that's putting it versus, like, team-oriented versus fan-oriented mm. is a really smart way of putting it, actually. Um, so even now, sort of with the men's side, on game day, that's Jordan's, like the team is Jordan stuff. Like obviously I will help with the away team refs, like that kind of stuff. But like mine is the fan experience. Whereas the women's game day, it is both teams experience. Like I do set the locker room or Sydney does it or we, um, but you're making sure that it gets done. Yeah. Or like, or the players here, are they registered? Did we print out the like photo check that you have to do for the amateur teams? Um, whereas that would be on the men's side, something Jordan would do. And I'd be more worried about like making sure that the, the gates are set up which i obviously still supervise on the women's side but it's i usually pull focus elsewhere gotcha i think that's helpful i i knew most of that but i, I wanted to make sure everyone else knew that you sometimes encompass two different roles or at least two different focuses um matthew has this question so i'll let him change it if he, if he doesn't like how i read it but what's different about preparations for this second you know return women's season uh compared to the first so one of the biggest things we have returners <laughs> like um so some of it is to your advantage, right? Like, so Anna's coming back and Anna is one that you can like ask players stuff to. So like last year, the biggest issue I'm sure I've talked to you about this is like the practice shorts were a weird length. And I didn't find out <laughs> about that. It was like a big thing to like halfway through the season. So when I was looking at new stuff this year, I reached out to Anna and I was like, Hey, what was that issue with it again? Like, so that we can, you guys can be comfortable in your shorts. Um, and then this year, too, last year was like, let's launch it. Let's do it right. I made mistakes. Uh, like, we, as a, a team, front office team, there was mistakes made. So, like, we're obviously going to, like, grow and learn from that. But as you guys have said, too, last year was the we're launching year. This year is, like, let's put up results here, which I don't have aside in, like, the recruiting practice side. Obviously, I would be super underqualified. But it's, like, you hope that the team continues to grow and makes this culture that we want it to have so bad. I love that. That's yeah, perfect. What improvement or development are you most proud of for year two that you're hoping to see or that you're putting into practice? I know you just said like getting some of the, like technical details right with, I don't mean technical on the, like how good we are on the ball. I mean, getting some of the shorts length rise, like yeah. some little things you wouldn't have known about. What's some of the things you're most proud of for year two? 
So year two, um, one of the things I'm most excited for and kind of proud of is <laughs> I got to pick all the gear this year. Um, Uh-oh. And I, yeah, so like, yes, I advocate for being like a strong woman, like women's sports, but sometimes I'm going to be the girl that's like, oh my God, this is cute. And like, that's what I kind of got to do. Like, obviously there's some practicality to it. Sure. But yeah, so I'm very excited about some of the team gear. We're going to encompass more of that sky blue team identity which we did, we had like sky blue jerseys last year, but that didn't really show anywhere else. And the women's crest is mostly sky, so mm-hmm. we wanted to really yeah. embody that. Um, another thing that was like just kind of a problem was like going to that AGM as the CFC representative was just a very cool big learning experience that like maybe I wouldn't have necessarily somewhere else because like maybe a more senior person would have gone. Um, so I'm just really hoping that we give the these women like a good summer. I hope the results come, um, but I'm really excited for this year. I think we're gonna really hit the ground running and i think that it's it should be a very good season i know you guys ha- have talked a lot about the roster we're i'm talking a lot more i'm going based on resume alone like i thinking it should be a pretty good year we're having randy on in the near future and we're also doing a big big roster um deep dive in the next week or so so yeah, we've yeah. got we've got a lot of women's content coming up. Speaking of the AGM, which obviously you've mentioned you went to and you were uh, you were the, the CFC representative and mm-hmm. I believe one of the only women there. Like I said, it was probably like 15, was, 20 percent women, but it was like, yeah, yeah. and a lot okay. of it was like, yeah, it was it was a very male dominated situation. That was where <laughs> basically where I was going for. It's kind of weird. I feel like it's weird in women's sport. I understand. I could see the understanding on my end of like in men's sports, it's mostly men, male administrators. Okay. Like I can see the connection. I feel like in women's sports, it would be the exact opposite. It'd be like mostly female administrators. So it's always weird to me to hear that like it's almost just as skewed or like just barely a little bit less. Do you know some of the history behind why that is though? I don't. I'm sure it's not good. No, it's 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 not good, but it's not like because men because men in sports suck. Yeah, for the most but it's part. not that kind of story. So it's um basically Title Nine. I will advocate for it till I'm blue in the face. However, there are some drawbacks that came with it, and one of the big drawbacks was colleges used to have a men's athletic department and a women's athletic department. Mm. Obviously, one was underfunded. Take your guess, but they oh uh, damn it, men. Why are you so <laughs> underfunded? Oh, sorry. Yeah, but when they combined, the people in charge tended to keep the male positions a lot. Mm. Of, so. And the women were either like demoted down or didn't move up. So when those like all that combined, that kind of started this, like there was a lot more men involved in women's sports. And then there's unconscious homogeneous hiring practices, which you're more likely to hire someone that looks like you. Of course. So that's like kind of kept this cycle going. And obviously there's sexism and a lot of other things involved, but that is a big like turning point for it. I didn't know that. Do you have any big takeaways other than being uh, rightly disappointed that there's not more like... I'm going to put words in your mouth and you can say if they're not true, strong women positions in, in like these other teams, like what other kind of takeaways did you take away from the AGM? So yeah, ne- I positive or negative, however you want to, I would have loved to have seen more women. I understand that a lot of times maybe it's a coach that's getting sent at admin because like CSC operates their women seem at just a different level. Um, one of the big takeaways I did meet an owner from Colorado. He saw my shirt and was like, I own part of that team. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. He saw me like waiting for an Uber and he was like, Oh my God, like I'm an owner. And it was like really cool. He just randomly said that. He's like, didn't know much about CFC, but I saw the opportunity. Thought it was sick. I was like, yeah, that's really great. So he's like, from Colorado. Never been to Chattanooga. Just owns the team. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. It was one of the be- like really cool parts was they announced the new commissioner who is a woman of the WPSL while we were there. Oh yeah. Um, the main reason the guys stepped, the old commissioner stepped down was he genuinely believed a woman should be in charge of the women's league, which was just like, 
jaw dropping. Never happens. I was like so cool to hear because he, the guy's still gonna be involved. But like that was a big reason. He's like, I think a woman should be in charge of this. I love that, especially with the horseshit that's happened in, in women's soccer from fucking yeah. men. So yeah, that's that part. Do you see any like cool things that you could talk about with the W? And there may not be for the WPSL going forward and like their kind of vision that they're trying to set out for what they're doing. So they announced they're doing WPSL Pro. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's really exciting um, because the women's soccer pyramid isn't like the men's. It's there's amateur and then the top level. Right. There's nothing in between. Um, whereas we have like six leagues in between in fluctuating <laughs> places. Um, so I think their mission to kind of launch at like a third tier level um, should be really interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how it turns out. Obviously, end goal, all dream of mine would be for CFC to have two pro teams. That'd be awesome. Us yep. too. But, I, and then like USLW is launching a similar, not W, I think it's USL Super League is what they're yeah. calling mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's t- going to be tier two. Yeah. So that'll be tier two. There'll be a tier three. Obviously, there's not the promotion relegation stuff, but there'll be steps for like women athletes now. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like you either get drafted or you're like going to go do like you have to go to work now. Like, yeah, totally. There's more opportunities for those kinds of things. Chase those dreams. Yeah, exactly. Like it's. You either have to be like the best of the best or you're not, you don't get to play anymore. And I don't think any sport should really be like that, which is why I'm super pro XFL. I think it's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was just, so we were watching the USFL after the Derby match, the Derby bout the other night at a, at a restaurant. And I was like, I don't understand. And I think this is why they're, it's on TV right now. Like, I don't understand why there's not additional pro, why there are not additional pro leagues for like men's football. The NFL is the biggest game in the country for any sport. Like, if multiple tiers of professional soccer can exist all over the country, or all over the world, excuse me, why can't in this country more divisions like of professional football? It's not going to be supported at the same level. It's not going to have the same economic might. But are you telling me? And I don't want Chattanooga. I don't. I don't even care about American football. But as a, like an idea, shouldn't Chattanooga be able to have a professional men's? And I realize we do have a professional, like a semi-professional men's football team somewhere. But like, why isn't there for those who love professional football? Why isn't there a chance for guys to go chase their dream or girls or whatever it is? Yeah. Like, why isn't there like there's money there? Like, I don't understand why it's not. And like one of the big things that isn't necessarily like thought about when you talk about these other tiers, baseball does it, um, lacrosse does it, but they start at the college level and then implement it into pros. And like, I think the XFL is doing it too, where you test out the wacky rules down yes. there, and if it works, launch it up. Like the pitch clock genius because baseball took way too long yes um they added a shot clock in lacrosse same idea um xfl like media coverage should be like studied um they gave you so much more access to players and coaches like and part of that might be frustrating for players but like one of the coolest things was like a guy blew the game winning um field goal attempt and immediately had a microphone in his face and while in like a classic, like maybe nice way that maybe give the time to, guy time to breathe, but then you get the raw reaction, mm. and it's like really cool. But obviously, yeah. there's there's flip sides to both, which is why XFL is seen as more of like a jokey league. No, I agree. It's it's cool. And like MLS Next Pro, I think is doing the same yes, thing. Right? That's where I was going to go with that. Yeah, they're trying out a bunch of new wacky rules that I just found out a few weeks ago. And like, I mean, the thing about like we play the Michigan Stars every year. Like if the if the rules for like when a trainer has to come out on the field and you have to go out for at least a minute or two minutes or whatever the rule is in MLS Next Pro, like that would cut out like so much interesting things with the fucking Michigan Stars, um, and and so like there's all these different things, but like I I don't know I I'm 
I don't want to see like dumb experiments done on my team that I care about. Right. But also I, I think overall you're correct. Like you do need them to experiment with stuff and like Nisa should be, it's like the sin bin thing that they've talked about doing forever. That was for uh, NPSL uh, members cup that never, never got implemented. But they've talked about doing like a, a yellow card, orange card, red card. So I was confused about soccer with the yellow card thing because field hockey has a green, yellow and a red. And you do go sit in a, like a penalty box for to, yellow, for green and yellow. So green's two minutes, yellow's five, oh. and you sit at like a chair next to like the we would call it like the subs table. And so when like my first CFC match and someone got a yellow card, I was like, why is he staying on the field? Like <laughs> I love, it. I love it, I love it. So yeah, I like grew up with like I guess like Sinbin ice yeah. hockey, like whatever. So I always thought that made sense so when soccer was just like oh it's just basically like an admonishment I'm like, I'm not you're, like doing. you're sitting on the side and you're like waiting for him to come over you're waiting to have to babysit the player and you're like wait a minute yeah i'm like wait but there's not a chair here because they well, we do set up that center table with three chairs so like that's what i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> now i realize it's just for like other people to sit there but i didn't know that at the time <laughs> that's so good um directly technical question how many players are we expecting 27 Hell yeah. That's, that feels right. Yeah, 27. When do they arrive? Well, well, I realize they won't all arrive on the same day because like some of them will have extenuating circumstances with college and whatever else, but when will the bulk of them arrive? When are you putting this up? Tomorrow. Friday. <laughs> so they'll be here very soon. Yeah. Wait, hang on. We're putting this up on Thursday, so the day after. Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what's the media training like? I know what it, a little bit of what it's like for the me, for the men's players that come in. Um, they're fully professional; like they are expected a little higher standard. What do you tell the ladies? So in? that's actually I don't. I let Darrell handle that. Um, so if he wants to give both teams the same spiel, then be my guest. Um, there obviously isn't as much media with the women's side. Like there's more. Like the there's more like actual news coverage. Of with the men's team, hopefully we'll get some more with the women's side, but it just is what it is. And it's a super quick season, and whatever. It, yeah, else. so like they have to; those guys have to hold composure for eight months. These girls are here for two, um, so it'll be the same. I think it'll be the same talk of like, hey, you probably if you have to think about it, don't post it. If you have to think about it, don't say it. Um, it's nothing super intensive. It's a lot of like kind of common sensey stuff that we just just put out there, just as like a reminder for it, especially because we know like you guys have them on four two three will have them on, so it's. Yeah, it's just kind of just covering the bases of like, hey, you'll feel very comfortable, but sometimes <laughs> pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping to have a bunch of uh, a bunch of more this year. Last year we had four players, two episodes, and I think we set the goal for ten players, five I, episodes plus so. some, plus some additional coverage. And we also haven't had we haven't had any uh, uh, men's players except for Marcus in preseason. So like we've got to we've got to get on the uh, the interview. Yeah, we definitely here. definitely got to get working on it. This. Uh, this um, video thing is thrown around that and in, in, in um, fully debriefing on every game. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a choice. choice. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Oh boy. Uh, favorite story from last season. Ooh. Do you have a, do you have a favorite like moment story, anything from last season? So I do. And it's selfishly not at all about a CMC player. Go. Um, so I love that team. I was a lot of great moments with that team. However, when we played Nashville at home, one of their players, when I was talking to their team admin, came up to their team admin and goes, why don't we have someone like her talking about me? And I wanted to just break down and sob on the field. And wow. then she talked about to me about like my job and stuff because she was about to graduate. I believe she's actually playing professionally overseas now. But I that moment like seared in my head. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
You're a killer. You're a killer. Try my best. Outside of a championship, what are your goals for this season? Goals for this season. Um, so I want to win half. That's my dream. I know that's a low dream, but I want to win half. That'd be fun. I want. I want the team to feel like the feel the way that they felt last year. The amount of girls that when they walked out of the locker room, first home game, said, "Are all these people here for us?" That's not something they experience that often, and it's a reflection of you guys. It's a reflection of our fans. It's a reflection of the work the front office puts in. I want to keep that feeling alive because that's what makes CFC different than these other WPSL teams who are run very well, who have very successful programs. We just have very high attendance and we're lucky to have a culture that allows for that. So I would love to like continue that trend. So it's not necessarily something new. And I would like to break a thousand in attendance for a women's match. Hell yeah. I have, I have one more question for me yeah, and then I'll let go. Matt give whatever he's got. Uh, how do you think, uh, how do you think about setting or building a, or how did you, I'm sorry, how did you think about setting or building a culture last year? It was the first year you got to like help set the culture. You were kind of team mom. You don't, if you don't like that, you don't have to, it's but, true. The, but I watched some <laughs> of the girls come up and talk to you as if you were like the only adult in the room <laughs> at CBC, like asking advice, asking for things like, you know, you were definitely like the point of reference. If I'm being a little more grown up about it. Yeah. Like, I called myself team mom. I said, all of a sudden I had 30 kids. I don't know where they came from. Like, yeah. Love. It. So, but like I all, as part of that, I, I, I assume you thought about setting and building a culture, like, or, or maybe you didn't think about it, but you ended up doing it. Like, so, what do you think about that? So I don't know if it was necessarily something I went in thinking this is what I have to do. I went in thinking like, this was my first year doing something like that. I went, I had great help from Jordan and Jeremy who will answer any of my dumb questions. They may make fun of me first, but they will answer the question. Um, they will help me with anything like that. So it was like literally learning to lean on those guys and they helped me so much, like, kind of launch our team. Um, so I didn't necessarily set out to be, like, the team mom person. But if they saw me at that way, I was consistently at practice. I was there early enough to, like, unlock everything that if there was something they wanted to talk about, I was someone that they could talk about. Like, they didn't have... <laughs> they didn't remember to bring a comforter. I am the one that went and bought it. So like, that was the piece I felt that I had within the culture was one set the expectation of like, we are going to like, we are kind of practice and travel and go to games as if we are a professional side, even though we're not. And then I was just a consistent face. And I don't know if there's a lot of times where there is a front office consistent face there, but it felt like there was someone other than coaching staff that was around that if something was needed, I could just jump in and do it. Um, and that's something I, I will aim to do again this year. I'm going to try and not maybe be in every practice because I got really sunburned. Um, <laughs> when you're just sitting there. Pale folks problems, I feel you. Yeah. And so, yeah. It, and then I really credit Anna a lot in Atlanta. Um, like people will joke, but like that was her team last year. And I think it'll be her team this year. Um, she put a like, firm foot forward she really set the tone and she she really just like took control and made that team what it is and i think she'll probably do it again this year um so i can't take credit for setting the culture but i can take credit for like just being a front office person that was there for them because it is a weird transitional time like we had some girls that was like their first summer out of college like some people had just graduated college and were in the phase of like what am i doing with my life now and i was like I, that was just me i got you so yeah just being a person that can help because it is while admin and like there's a divide, obviously 
sometimes you just got to be their friend because they're in a really weird mental place and it's like causing their a block or they don't know like they don't know when like they'll see their mom next time you know what i mean so it's that's the difference between the pro side i think and the amateur side we have to remember like some of these kids are kids like we have um like some fresh 18 year olds or like we have like a 16 year old like it's a weird might be the balance. first time away from home right yeah it's just a weird balance I've, I'm good. I don't have any uh, any questions. I have, I have one statement though before we end. I have one more. I have my last question is: Is there anything you were hoping we'd ask you about on this podcast that we haven't got to? No, you covered a lot more. I didn't really know what we were going to get into here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite type of podcast. Like by the I way. thought it was just going to be like the basic, like where are you from, and then what is your title, and then <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think we were going to argue about fries for five minutes? No, I didn't. But I'm glad we did. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too, Matthew. Uh, yeah, so the only thing I, r- I really want to say here is, uh, and it, this is a general thing, uh, Breezy, you and I have been to four road games uh, for the men's team in four different states, California, Iowa, Michigan, and Alabama. This season, yeah. Uh, the next... Just in the last few weeks because we're sickos. Yeah. The next uh, the next game for CFC men is in Rochester, New York on May, on May 20. We talked about it earlier on, on uh, earlier in the, in the week. In the uh, in the Savannah recap pod, and we're not going to that game. Uh, it'll be the first men's game that the, I, I missed the home opener. But you've made all the games this year. Yeah, we first can't game, just like casually excuse that first game <laughs> that you're. That oh no, I missed the, like one of the biggest games of the season. But like, yeah, keep going. That that it's the first <laughs> it's the first game that, that you're missing. It's the first road game I'm missing, and I I feel the need to point this out. Like we're missing that because we're choosing to prioritize the women's home opener against Nashville on May 20. Yay. And and everyone should do the exact same thing. And everyone thing. should do the exact same thing. Not Unless you want to go to Rochester. Like, no one's going to judge anyone for going in person to a, a women's game when the men are home or the a men's game when the women are home. Yeah. But if you're not in Rochester, <laughs> be at Finley Stadium. It's going to be an absolute blast. We, should, we need to break that thousand mark. I want to average a thousand this year. That would be amazing. I want to break it, but averaging a thousand would blow my expectations out. So I'll tell you, my um, last year I had a really ambitious goal that did not come true because it didn't. But I want to break Asheville City's WPSL record, which is like twenty two hundred people or twenty five hundred people. Um, I don't know if we'll break it this year. I've tempered my expectations a little bit because I realize just because I care doesn't mean everybody else cares, Um, and that's their problem. But also, like you know, don't put your heart out there, Andrew. But also, like, I really think we can average a thousand this year. I'm not saying we're going to because, like, making predictions. Summer, summer is hard, and like things are going on. But like, and we could get rain a couple times. But we, this is important. Yes, like we all, we all felt things when we no longer had a women's team, and it's incumbent on all of us. And and I remind listeners again at the beginning of the season, it is incumbent on us to uh, support. CFC. It's what we're here. If you're listening to this, you support CFC. And CFC women are still CFC. They are CFC. Like it is not and just it, be- is, it is they are the thing. Just because they they came later and then they went on hiatus and they came back doesn't make them any less part of CFC. It it does not it, it does not matter for me, someone who's been around since two thousand and nine. It does not matter to me that they did not play in two thousand and nine. They play and therefore they are worth supporting. And I'm going to be there on May 20. <laughs> you two are going to be there on May 20. You're darn right we are. And in... Uh, I'm in... actually going to Rochester. Is this a bad time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
fuck off. No, I'm not. <laughs> and uh, and 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 like our next our next pod from this one is gonna be like the let's get nerdy, let's watch all the game tape that we can possibly get our hands on, and and get ready to do a, a women's roster uh, preview pod. For the rest of the roster that we haven't done, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give two challenges real quick, and then we can sign <laughs> off here. Um, if you if you go to women's games, go to as many as you can. Get to a home game for sure. And you know, not everyone <laughs> listens to this podcast is at every every game. Not everyone's able to be at every game, so I get it. But get to a home game, and if you're only going to get to one, get to this home opener. Um, but number two, get to a women's road game. If you've like make that do do both those things. Make it to a women's home game. Make it to a women's road game. Why a women's road game? Because they're well, number one. And just being really simple, there are not men's home games within, or excuse me, road games within driving distance. There's Savannah, but it's like six hours away. There's uh, Orlando, which is like eight hours away. There are women's games within an hour and a half in, in Knoxville. There's several that are two hours away. Go to a women's away game. If you've never been to an away game, a CFC away game, men or women, like doubly get to a game. For anyone that went to Tuscaloosa, and there's several listeners of this podcast who, who we met at, in Tuscaloosa, and there's a bunch of other people who was their first ever game, away game like in Tuscaloosa. I promise you a women's away game is way more fun because if you think the people of Tuscaloosa didn't know what was going on, like – those 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 fans of some of those women's games are real real confused um, about what we're doing there with drums and flags. So come to a women's away game. It's the best chance to meet your your new CFC family if you don't if you're not already one of us. And it's it's just an unbelievable experience supporting those women on the road, supporting the men on the road. It's it's an unbelievable experience. So get to a, a women's home game, preferably the twentieth, and get to a women's away game. Pick one. It's going to be a blast. We meet up at a bar beforehand. We drink in Knoxville. We go to that sweet. Yes, oh, my God. Su- this is awesome. It's amazing. We have legit German food. Like It's so it's good. It's a castle. It was a hot spot in college. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So make it out to a, a, a women's home game and a women at least one and a, at least one women's away game. If you ha- don't have the Chattahoo Hooligan app, download that. You can find uh, information about away games in there. You can also just look on Facebook, wherever else. But Alex, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. And we'll catch up with listeners very soon.